Hey friends, this is your friendly neighborhood T.S. Hawkeye here. Uh, I guess we're going to start a podcast. Uh, you know, what I want to talk about right now is just uh, the state of toy collecting. For me, my experience in 2021 thus far. It's... What I'm actively collecting at the moment, or trying to, are the Masters of the Universe Origins line. I've got a couple of figures, It's but they're so hard to find here. You know, and um, the Spin Master DC stuff. And again, it's so hard to find. It's They released a Green Lantern, and apparently that's going for, oh, a hundred bucks online. You know, that's not the way to get collectors into your line. You know, it, it's... Yeah, and I know that that gives you, you know, the pop of, oh, you know, we're going to talk about this figure because it's so hard to find. But, no, that makes me want to say, I can't find it. I don't want to collect this line. I don't want to, you know, it's support this well not support but you know it's it's why am i spending my money and my time looking for a figure i'm never gonna find you know it, it's and a little bit of history on me i grew up in the 80s i love gi joe i've got the cobra tattoo you know it's uh i met larry hama uh, one of the greatest days of my life. But, you know, in the 80s, you could go and you could certainly find every single figure on on a peg. If not the first time, then the second time. You know, there wasn't this... Uh... And again, I realize, I realize things are different in, you know, 2021 from you know, 1985. But still, it's, it's, if these figures are selling, uh, and I know it's not the toy company's fault, it's the retailers. You know, it's, because I have, uh, I watched this great uh, YouTube creator, his name is uh, uh, oh, Spectre Creative, he used to be, uh, he, he's a toy professional. He worked on uh, DC Universe Classics. He worked on a lot of the Maddie Collector He-Man stuff. You know, it's, I know he went, uh, oh, I think it was uh, Jazzwares. I may be wrong to do their Big Figs line. No, he, he has this incredible insight on just collecting and being a toy professional. And, you know, so I know it's, um, you know, the companies want their toys out there. You know, the, it, it's, there's no reason for a toy company not to have the entire line out. It's, it's the fault of the retailers. And I can't really, you know what I mean? And again, saying that, I'm not really going to fault them because I know, you know, it, like for a Walmart, their toy budget's minuscule. 
So they're not going to spend oh, however much money just to appease the toy collectors. You know, it, it's I'm sure their margin, and I think I think uh, uh, Spectre Creative had mentioned that that you know what I mean. It's their toy budget is next to nil. You know, they they don't they don't care if you've got wave one, wave two, wave three. You know, th when their box is empty, their box is empty. And, you know, it's they make so much more money on the other things in their store. You know, the toys are kind of an afterthought. You know, and again, I know I could shop online, but. You know, like I said. I remember going to the store in the 80s and being able to find every G.I. Joe character, you know, and it, you know, and failing that it's, um, I got into the X-Men in the 90s, uh, much after I should have been not collecting toys. I've never stopped collecting toys, actually. It's, uh. But anyway, no, it's I remember going, seeing the entire line, you know, and it's like, oh my, it, it wasn't, I have to, you know, it's, uh, I guess I'll settle for this because I can't find the other one. It was always, what, what should I buy first? You know, because it was just so plentiful and, you know, it's so, that's that's kind of why I don't like online shopping. It kind it it takes a lot of the fun out of it, and I know I know it kind of makes me. It's like well, if you want the line, then just buy it online. You know, no, it, it's I could do, but no, it's it's the thrill of the hunt to find something. You know what I mean? To go into a store and see it on the pegs, and uh, you know what I mean. Pick it up and look at it and and know I'm going to buy this. This is, you know what I mean? This is coming home with me. That is half the experience. That is half the enjoyment I get out of toys. You know, it's... You know, not just not just owning them. Because I, I flip them sometimes. It's, uh... Not I don't I don't ever buy anything just to resell, but I buy stuff and then and then again I lose a lot of interest in the line. It's um oh. when Fortnite when Jazzwares debuted their Fortnite figures, I I was buying them like hundred like I was working a, a cash job. And I was making a lot of money at this cash job. So I would run out to the Toys R Us. And I would buy like $70 worth of figures. Or I would I would just say, okay, this is the money I have. I'm going to spend it all and get these. Like I was bringing home like 10 figures at a time. You know, and... And then, and then, uh, Fortnite had the, uh, the little, the uh, little loot crates and then, uh, they had all the add-ons and I was just, I bought that like my life depended on it. 
to the point I got my tax money when the second, oh, excuse me, the second wave came out. And I think I, I dropped, you know, something ridiculous, like almost 300 bucks just to get the second wave. And now it's, it's so hard to find them. You know, it, it's, and I've kind of lost interest in the way, in the line. You know, the figures that I have, I like. It's, but some, it's, it's kind of killed my interest in the line because it's so hard to find now. And it's so expensive now. It's, I've like see I was so into the Fortnite figures. I have I bought uh in the first or maybe it was the second wave, I'm not sure. Um you bought a turbo building set and it had all these pieces. I bought 3 of them just so I could have like this huge amount of connectable pieces to make this huge monolith of a of a base. I've never played Fortnite. I it's I've seen some gameplay online. I was never into it for the games. I was into it because um they were great figures. Honestly, it's they're in scale with my Marvel, they're in scale with my G.I. Joe. A lot of them really fit in right next to the G.I. Joe and Marvel. It's some of the foolish ones are in my Joker gang. And. But no, it's. um Availability is, is certainly one of those things that. And again, it's it's all the problems in the world. It's uh, a grown ass man crying about can't I can't find my scare glow you know but I don't know it's this is kind of my first podcast I've got to find a way to uh add my buddy Mike we're all oh, Mike and I could talk about pretty much anything for hours you know, it's we could talk about. I'm sure we could talk about music for at least three hours. You know, it's um again, growing up in the '90s, we had the greatest music ever. It's we had Nirvana, we had Pearl Jam, we had Nine Inch Nails, we had Marilyn Manson. You know, and we had all these, all these really, uh, all these bands that shouldn't have really ever been signed, but made all this great music. You know, it's, uh, you know, Rage Against the Machine. You know, to a lesser extent, there was Korn. Um, oh, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, like, oh. Uh, Cat, the Catherine Wheel I loved. I was a big, I was a big sucker. I loved Bjork. You know, I still listen to Bjork. The first two Bjork albums are probably, uh, yeah, just I, I, I know them word for. Uh, I can sing them front to 
front to back. Nobody wants that, so I won't do that to you. But no, it's, um, you know, that's kind of when music meant something, though. You know, it's, you know, today it's, you can just say, oh, shit, I want to, I, I want to hear this song. And you can go on Spotify or YouTube and look it up. You know, in the 90s, it's, it was like, oh, my God, you have this Nirvana bootleg. I need a copy. You know, it, it's, it meant more at the time because you had to actively seek out your music. You actually had to put effort in. So, you know, it, it, it made this music. And it's the same thing with knowledge. And I'll get on that in a second. But, you know, it's this music meant when you looked for for like a single or a 45 for months. Yeah, I remember it's one of my holy grails was um, The Priest They Called Him by Nirvana and William S. Burroughs. It was just a, a CD single. It was it was done by Sub Pop, I think. I, I, I don't know. I'm just going off the top of my head here. I still own it. It's I'll never get rid of it. But no, it's um and it's Kurt Cobain playing guitar and William S. Burroughs reciting a poem. But no, it's um that was that was brought up in interviews, that was brought up in you know, it's uh that was that was well known and I found it and I remember I was on my way to work, we had a used record store in Halifax. And I got in there, and I found it, and it was like, oh, it was eight bucks. And I remember I even had to get into pennies. Because it's like, no, I am not leaving this store without this album. And then I had to go to work, and I couldn't listen to it until I got home eight hours later. And it, it it was just it meant so much to me because it was it was something that I wanted to hear and I looked for it I actively searched it out and then when I found it it was so satisfying that I actually owned it that you know it, it's all my perseverance had paid off you know and if I was if I didn't go into that store that day I would have never had it. Whereas today, I can type it in on YouTube or Spotify and hear it. And it just doesn't mean the same. It doesn't, it's, it's just not the same. It's the same thing with knowledge. Knowledge has been so devalued. Because everybody has every fact at their fingertips. You know, knowledge used to mean something. You know, it's okay, you know this, wow, that's awesome. And not everybody knew that, but now everybody can look it up. You grab your phone, you Google it, everybody knows everything now. And it's, it's, and I know I sound like an old man. You know, it's like, I'm sure it's like, oh, shut up, boomer. I'm not a boomer, I'm Gen X. 
I'm very proudly Gen X. You know, it's, it's, at 43, I'm still a fucking slacker. I love, it, it's, this wasn't, this wasn't a fad to me. This was my life. You know, I'm still, I'm still listening to, listening to Nirvana. And still, I, I still think, like, flannel's cool, and ripped jeans, and, and, oof, shit, I'm rocking Converse All-Stars going to work. Just because I like it, it's cool, it's, and this is who I am. Well, not who I am, but no, this is how I am. It's, um, I almost gave my mom a heart attack, I think, my mother. I'm a mama's boy, and I think I almost gave her a heart attack. She bought me a Tommy Hilfiger sweater, and I actually wore it, whereas I'd never wear anything with a logo or a brand or, you know, a team. But it was a nice sweater, and that's that's me getting soft in my old age. So, but hey, this is uh, this is my uh, let's just say this is my toe dip into the podcasting. Uh, if you like it, you can hit me up. My email is oldbluehawkeye at gmail Send me a message. You want to hear anything else? Any questions, concerns? You know, it's uh, tell me to stop smoking or drinking, which isn't ever going to happen. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Let me know, and uh, I this may be a regular thing. All right, I'm gonna tell everyone here. If you hear my voice, we're we're in a bad we're in a bad time in the world right now. You know, it's. Keep your head up. If you need help, reach out for help. Don't ever, don't ever think that you're alone. If you, again, speak to somebody, you can email me. We can, I'll email you back. I will respond to every email I get. And, um, you know, it's, uh, just remember... You are the star in somebody's sky. Don't ever forget that. All right. Be well, friends.